You're You're listening listening to to The Bottom Bottom Bible. Bible. I'm Katie. I'm Vanessa. This is a weekly podcast brought to you by a couple of bottom-loving bitches who want to talk about sex, relationships, current events, pop culture, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. To tell me what you want from me. I, I really need it. I really need it. Hello. Hi. My name is Katie. My name is Vanessa. And welcome to the Bottom Bible. We're a podcast where we do what we want. We do what we want, when we want, even when we're both very tired. One of us possibly loopier than the other. Y'all, I am a, I am a, my favorite childhood breakfast cereal. I am Fruit Loops right now. I'm Fruit Loops. Please be warned that at any moment, Katie might bolt up out of her chair and just start running laps. These are true facts. <laughs> this is why my child, my fur child, Bob and I are so similar. Because in the middle of the night, 3 a.m., you know what, guys? Time for some laps. Let's, let's hit it. Loud, audible laps. Let's go. Fast. Fast as fuck. Um, it is he. He is me. We are one. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So if you, you know, want to brag then that you're a reader and everything, <laughs> that you're literate, you may have read. Stop. You want to brag. You want to brag. <laughs> I don't want to brag. Katie's peering at me through a coffee mug handle monocle right now. Also, this coffee is such a mistake. It is not. It is. It is. We you are t- approaching the midnight hours. <laughs> you told me that you were putting on some coffee. I read the text and I said, oh, Lord. There because there was no other way. She's starting. Oh no! We had to do the we had to do the Java. A cup, a cup, a cup, a cup, a cup. We had to. It's so and it's so hot in here. I can't tell you. I'm like tired and hot, and I'm drinking a hot beverage. Oh God. Okay, we'll be fa- right. we'll we'll be fast and furious. We're gonna take okay. as long as we want. So it's a six hour episode. Six hours again. If you're literate and you're flexing, you've read the title, possibly the description, perhaps both. Um, but whilst I was scrolling through my news app, um, I saw a headline that caught my attention, uh, that, that read, what is toxic femininity? And I had a true Brittany Broski kombucha girl reaction, um, (laughs) where I was like, excuse me much. And then was like, oh, wait, oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. So the article starts uh, with a post that a Reddit user um, put up and asking, there's toxic masculinity, but what are examples of toxic femininity? Um, and y'all, there were like 10,000 plus uh, responses. So we're obviously not going to read them all. We're going to go over yeah. the 15 that this article, it's a BuzzFeed article, which I will link in the show notes. Um We'll go through those 15 and kind of, you know, get our hot, possibly lukewarm takes um, <laughs> on them. And then also probably sadly nod grimly and recall when we've been on either side mm-hmm. of them. Okay. I'm so ready for this. So um, we'll do real quick, just like the article did. We'll get a quick, quick definition of what um, uh, toxic masculinity is. So it is a cultural concept of manliness that glorifies stoicism, strength, virility, and dominance. And mm. that is societally, blah, 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 that is socially 
maladaptive or harmful to mental health. Men and women both suffer when toxic masculinity perpetrates expectations that are restrictive and traumatizing. Yes. Okay. So toxic femininity then would be like cultural concepts, uh, I'm assuming this is what they're saying, cultural concepts of femininity that are glorifying um, stereotypically very feminine traits. So uh -huh. um, like domesticity and... Uh, very like bottom bottomnesses bottom bottomlessly and like motherhood and motherhood um yeah you know this like killer susan b anthony hairstyle i'm rocking right this. now <laughs> i just i was like who do i look like fuck okay oh, your roommate susan b anthony <laughs> oh, oh i almost said r.i.p he's alive no <laughs> what a way to our friendship r.i.p i don't know he's fine oh he's fine i'm sure he's thriving okay so um let's begin and because we are a podcast that interrupts katie feel free at any moment we're some of them like i mentioned will just be a oh yeah that sucks some might elicit some of our own personal woes i saw one where i'm for sure gonna jump in and talk about the last time that happened to me in front of a lot of people okay okay number one since toss let's try this again <laughs> number one since toxic masculinity is pretty much saying that the right way to be a man mm. is to be manly, I think toxic femininity is a kind is kind of the same in that it has to do with acting like certain ways of being a woman are superior to others. Mm. Um, I can tell you right up, straight up now, this fucked me up as a youth. <laughs> this very thing. <laughs> There was, so like I said, there were like over 10,000 responses. So I quickly was kind of scrolling through as many as I possibly could. A lot of them were kind of, you know, repeated themselves or repeated the general theme, if not exactly the same, like kind of anecdote. But it was somebody who said like when other, when women try to tell other women how to women, like, mm -hmm. no, 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 you're doing it wrong. This is how you woman. Yeah. You do it like this with this, you know, X, Y, Z with curlers and full, a full beat on the face every single day, a uh, hot dinner on the table at, you know, five fifteen sharp, whatever. So, okay. Uh, so number two, to me, it would mean women who bag on other women for womening differently than they do. Mm -hmm. Some women will feel nothing uh, about letting you know how you are parenting wrong by using X product or letting your child do Y particular thing. It becomes really toxic, especially after someone gives birth. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, the breastfeeding formula, fed is best, like that whole. Right. Yeah. That sounded sarcastic when I was like, fed, no, fed is best. I truly believe that. I didn't mean that wasn't a part of it. I was just on that roll. I was like, <laughs> where people are like, you should breastfeed or you should do this. No, fed yeah, is best. Just feed them. Are they alive? However are they thriving? Works. However it works, however is they thrive. little Antonio thriving, then you're fine. <laughs> Um, sadly, not with my close, close friends that I'm still friends with, but this has really happened to me with mm. some people, some acquaintances and some wives of friends mm. of mine after marriage and birth has happened on their part because it did not happen for me um, because I chose for it not to. 
right? Um, where I was seen as like not welcome. Oh, because gross. I wasn't part of their club. Uh, like I was okay. part of single life, and they had all transitioned to this magical place of wifedom, motherhood. Yeah. So I couldn't come to the part. Literally, I couldn't come to the parties anymore. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. And so it was a nonverbal way of like, well, I yeah. guess you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Oh. Um, like, I'm not telling you how to woman, but if you're not doing it exactly like me, you're not going to be part of this group. Yeah. So that kind of sucks. Um, okay. Number three. There's a ton of shaming everywhere, especially online. You're planning on not medicating? God, you're going to go... You're, God, you're not getting a medal. You're medicating? Wow, you're so weak. You're not breastfeeding? What are you, abusing your child? You're breastfeeding? Do you spit on moms who can't? You're going back to work? What's wrong with you? Don't you love your child? So it's like mm. any decision you make, there's going to be shit given for it. Going back to work? Yeah. Why? Not going back to work? Why? Mm -hmm. um, like you said, breastfeeding... Ugh! Uh, does that mean you're looking down at every? You're looking down your boob at all the women that can't. Looking all at, down your boobs at all the people who can't. Um, you're not breastfeeding. Ugh! Spitting in the face of Mother Nature. Um, my mom was not able to breastfeed me. Mm -hmm. Um, she simply did not produce enough milk. Right. Yeah. It, which is not uncommon. Right. And because I had to be fed, she switched to formula and she, I remember her telling me that she felt less than. Happened to my mom too. With, for, with just with the first. Mm. Jackson and I, Bottom Bro and I were breastfed, but my oh. sister was not. Because they, it was something, it sounds similar, something where like they went to their checkup, like whatever the checkup mm -hmm. was after the, um, delivering and they'd been home and my sister didn't weigh enough mm. the doctor freaked out my mom and was like oh my god so then she went formula fed right um, and once and yeah once the baby i guess goes formula it's very tough to to not whole, like or latching and, yeah. thingy and yeah. all that kind of stuff yeah i don't know and also i know that we've mentioned it in other episodes too but Breastfeeding doesn't necessarily just happen. Like it doesn't come naturally to everyone. Yeah. It's a it's a journey. And for some it's more difficult than others. And sometimes it's the baby. Sometimes it's, you know, just not knowing certain positions or being a very new mom, mm -hmm. new parent who doesn't know how to physically yeah. do it. That it's it's not just it's taught to us or it's shown to us that it should just it's a beautiful natural thing and that it just happens like it'll just like click uh -huh. and while it is a beautiful natural thing like all other beautiful natural things sometimes it don't work the way tv shows you and i based on some new mothers i have spoken to those old mothers telling you like oh it's beautiful i mean it is beautiful but like it's like really painting it with like rose-colored glasses mm -hmm. um because the current mothers are like that shit fucking hurts and i'm like yeah you have a creature suckling onto your bosom they're getting teeth depending on how long you're breastfeeding them but like 
Ah, so they pull, they tug, so they feed for a long time. You're up every hour and a half, depending mm-hmm. on your feeding cycle. Right. Like, however, you just, oh, God. Exhausting. Sounds I mean, exhausting. I know someone who has larger breasts, mm-hmm. and she was basically nearly suffocating her child the baby was never in any danger but because her breasts were larger and the way she was holding the baby um there was like too much boob on the face and it wasn't allowing the baby to to feed properly it was too too much yeah um and so she just had to learn some different angles and learn how to like position the baby and kind of like cheat the boob a little bit like help a little bit and then once she did that it was like oh okay oh yeah 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 this is this yeah. is better that's happening it's happening um but things like that like there are um breastfeeding coaches mm-hmm. basically there's a number you can call too yeah the um so and some women maybe it does happen naturally and seamlessly but i'm gonna mm-hmm. guess for most it doesn't yeah i'm just a little bumpy so she a, she it's a bumpy brand ride. new thing. Um, okay, number four. Even things as simple as you got the easy way out for having a C-section. Then they go mm, on to say, that's shitty. Nothing easy about major abdominal surgery. Women not yeah, supporting fuck. other women is disgusting. That's disgusting. Yeah. Also, like, Getting... uh, well, there are elective C-sections now. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, okay, because let, let's the let's talk about the the real culprit here patriarchy right Mm -hmm. all this fucking shit because what were we doing before like the male doctor scene in the modern medicine women were birthing babies all together Mm -hmm. like it wasn't this male dominated thing and then there we're talking about enemas we're talking about knocking the mothers out we're talking you know no one else can be present in the room and then now we're getting into like so it's sort of like like clearly they're all i'm like doing scratchy pause right now but clearly all the women are aware of the imbalance of power and instead of addressing the issue it's like a trauma response to the oppression and then they're lashing out at each other because that's exactly what they want you to do Mm -hmm. don't lash out at them Mm -hmm. go at each other go at each other um yeah fuck that sucks that's gross getting a baby out of you is not easy you made another living fucking person yeah, you getting it out person. of you, getting it out of you is your and your doctor's business. It is yeah. no one else. You yeah. make the best choice for you with whatever you've got access to. Yeah. Um, there is, I, I'm going to assume there's no easy way out with a baby. No, no. That is a big incision, too. Either yeah. any and all ways that you got to do that. It's like much longer recovery, oof. Uh, longer yeah. hospital stay and a longer recovery after. Even yep. once you do get out of the hospital and yeah. you're, you still have a baby. You got a baby. And you got to take care of. That's the thing. Exactly. Right. Like you yeah. have this large abdominal incision. And, then, and a baby. And a baby. That you, are you breastfeeding the baby? Right. See, then it's like, oh, you did a C-section. What, are you not going to breastfeed your baby? It's like, excuse me. Do you have other children too? I'm here. Do you have somebody else that that you care for? I mean, yeah. Do you have a job? All these things. Yes. There is no easy way out. Okay. Uh, When women in workplaces form cliques and cut anyone they deem to be, they cut out anybody they deem to be an outsider. Mm. Oh. 
I've done that. I mean, I've done that, been a victim of it. I mean, I've, yeah, on, on all sides of that. I would like to think I didn't do it because the person was a woman or a man or any particular was or wasn't any particular thing. Yeah. It's just kind of natural asshole-ish behavior about being territorial about anybody new. Yeah. Man, women, or maybe just someone you perceive to be an asshole. Yeah. I've definitely been on the receiving side of that i'm a hyper people pleaser mm. i don't tend to do that on the opposite end i'm sure i have who hasn't who hasn't had monster moments but right. by and large i actually go eager the opposite way and then i'm usually disappointed of like why did i become this person's friend this person's actually a dick what the fuck's <laughs> wrong with me um yeah i've definitely experienced the opposite though i've been othered or like they've just just Decided they didn't like me and I'm like right. well that's cool that feels fun great I feel very welcome thank you so much thank you so much c-section club thank you <laughs> okay Number it's six. the awful nasty like babysitters club grown up that is c-section oh, club. the babysitters club but toxic Ugh. Mm -hmm. okay number six people who are mothers who treat other people like crap and then justify it by saying that you're a mama bear. Lady, Ew. you just screamed at a waitress because there was broccoli in your kid's mac and cheese and your kid doesn't like broccoli. Yeah, I can I just say here, and I don't know if I've ever stated this, I abhor the expression mama bear. Like, stop. Like, like I do think I do think parenting and raising a human is a beautiful thing. And mothers, fathers, aunts, grandmothers, whatever that looks like. But that expression in and of itself, like a mama bear, like, okay, clearly, like, what are we trying to prove? What kind of, like, inadequacies are we, like, putting a bomb over with that word? Clearly, you got to lift it. You got to lift it up. You got something to prove. Right. Any caretaker of another person. Yes. In this case, we're talking about children. Any caretaker of a child, by definition, cares mm -hmm for that child yeah so you don't you don't have to flex so hard we know yeah we get it we know and mm -hmm. um it's also that's not unusual for a parent of a child to be cautious about you know, like and protective of their child yeah. so saying like explain it as if being protective of your child was odd like i'm a mama bear it's like well yeah duh yeah, you also just taught that kid to be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> you just taught them a lesson without, like, directly teaching them. But, like, it's okay to be rude to other people. Right. For making, perhaps, they probably didn't even, they didn't even make the mistake. They were literally, you literally shot the messenger. They brought you your right. food. Like, um, at work, I have been on the, not exactly this, being yelled at because, you know there's broccoli and the mac and cheese but like of a mom who had their child complain about the service they received at work Ooh. and the child who was not a minor not a lot air quotes of child yeah the child so this person's offspring who was no longer a child in legal terms uh-huh was not comfortable saying 
they were unhappy with their service or okay. making a complaint or a, a critique or a concern known. But r- literally running home and telling their mom and having their mom call and say, my kid was really not happy with the service they got. And us being like, oh, okay, well, can, can you know, may we ask, you know, what happened and getting the details. The fallout is going to be the same. We're going to give you a free service and have yeah. you come back and like apologize and say like, oh yeah, we don't want that. Let's, let's make this, let's, uh, let's rectify this. But also maybe, you know, if you came in all by yourself and got the service, paid for it, you mm-hmm. could then follow through with that last, that yeah. last step of like, oh, if you were not happy, that's not a problem, but just tell me. But maybe you tell me, don't make your mom tell me. You yeah. get mad at me because I didn't do it. Yeah. I didn't do it. <laughs> Believe me, if I could every moment of my job not have any interaction with clients, I, I would. <laughs> every day. Every single one. Um, just kidding. Some of you are precious angels. You'll never hear this anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Number seven. Okay. Women minimizing other women's pain. Happens all the time mm. in healthcare, for instance. Somewhat of an issue because people don't realize that not all periods are the same. One woman can spend three days in the fetal position with stabbing pain and another be like, period. Oh, that drop of blood? Yeah, no big deal. Mm -hmm. This hits home. The last two years, perhaps. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. The people that dismissed my symptoms the most... Uh, were the female practitioners that I saw. Um, now, granted, not all cut from the same cloth uh, because I did see a fantastic female uh, nurse practitioner that really, like a day, like two days, I think, before mm-hmm. I went into the ER. Yeah. And then now my practitioner is a male, um, a male doctor, male OBG. Never had one before, but he's amazing. Um which just goes to show that it doesn't ne- it's not necessarily your um I don't want to say this because gender's fluid but um I'll just say let's just say someone that is a, a male they they're male gender they that's what they like to um assign to themselves um and then a female I'll say that as well um oh my god wow brain hi um (laughs) that that does not necessarily you are not what i'm trying to say is just because you are if you um you know female feels right to you that does not mean that you are not capable of contributing to patriarchy and these toxic ideas of femininity and keeping your fellow um women oppressed in the system and playing a role does it yeah. make you uh, immune to those things? Because um, we're all we're all being fed the same story. Mm-hmm. So yes, this one is, um, yeah, yeah. When I read that yeah. one, I was like, okay, you'll have a little something to say about this. Yeah, I've had other friends too. I've had a lot of other friends, and especially like women of color. Oh fuck, mm-hmm. y'all! I'm sorry, it sucks. And I'm gonna keep telling people about it till the day I die. I hope it gets better by then. Jesus Christ! But um. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, when when women minimize other women's pain, 
Um, and then also when we ourselves, like when we do it to ourselves and minimize it, when we're <sighs> seeking help for it, but then not painting an accurate picture because we don't want to be seen as a crybaby yeah. or weak or less than. Or you just like, you're like, they're not going to fucking believe me anyway. Right. So that runs through your head. That runs through my mm-hmm. head all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've witnessed it um, on the other end by like going to the doctor with my boo. And it right. seems it's pretty cut and dry. They're like, okay, well, we need to check you for this. We need to check you for that. We need to do this and that. And I'm just sitting there amazed like, you don't have to explain any he doesn't have to explain anything they just just, take you just get to answer the question and they take that (laughs) they take that as for what it is like what is this witchcraft like what is this wizardry um it's so disappointing but it's it makes me happy for him like that's great but just do that for everyone please um yeah and i remember being really salty in college because i had a bandmate a former bandmate who also, I'm sorry that he got Lyme disease, but he also got Lyme <laughs> disease and they found out about his really quickly. And I was like, that would have been nice. I would have loved Hello? to have started taking those antibiotics like three months ago. Right. Thank you. Or whatever. No, it was shorter than that because they still found it in my blood. So I didn't have it that long. But um, still, like my would mom had nice. like chronic Lyme and they um, diagnosed her with um, MS, which is like the blanket women's like, don't know what it is. Yeah, you're older. You got MS. Take some of these. <laughs> Take some of this. Do this. Get, Get out of here. Go. Yeah. Go home. Go. Go cook a roast. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Number eight. Being shamed for natural functions. I know men do it too, to an extent, but women are more likely, I feel, to judge body hair, wrinkles, gray hairs, etc. Yeah. You know. Yes, I can say that um i have witnessed this in a shocking in in shocking circles especially with periods and actually Mm -hmm. even just vaginas um granted you know not everyone that has a vagina um is a woman but um it typically the comments were towards the the less sensitive comments were towards um like cisgendered women with vaginas i remember in the book club i was in um and it was a group of like really diverse people it was primarily like lgbt primarily like lgbt um people Mm -hmm. and allies and all that and then i that's why i was like kind of taken aback when one of the men was like oh yeah vaginas ugh, gross and i was like i'm sorry excuse me what just happened why are they gross like okay you don't have to no one's asking you to fuck one but like why is it gross i have that it's not gross um and then like the periods and things like um that was like a big deal like oh my god periods are so gross it's like okay cool and that's that internalizing like you Uh keep hearing from so many people like periods are so gross and then you're like oh great wait so that happens to me once a month so am i gross i must be gross then somehow somehow something naturally occurring about me is disgusting right it's yet another thing women have to apologize to the rest of the world for for something we can't help we didn't fucking ask for and happens whether we apologize or not. Um, yeah. Uh, how many times I, I can't even count how many times I walked around with a tampon tucked into the sleeve of my cardigan sweater yes. because I was so embarrassed that somebody might see it and know like she has her period. Oh my God. Or like buying, buying them. Products. Oh God. 
embarrassing. I used, now I'm like, mm, kids, whatever. Loud and um, proud. Although I yeah. don't have to anymore, but IUD. Like, thank you. Yeah, but like hiding that in the basket or making sure I bought like other items so that mm-hmm. they wouldn't know that I, because mm-hmm. like, I mean, most of the time if I'm in the store and I'm buying like feminine product, either I'm about to get my period and I don't buy them anymore really because I have like, I use the reusable mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. felt pads. They're amazing. Um, But that too, just like kind of like taking like taking something to the restroom i still find myself wanting to conceal it and mm-hmm. i have to like check myself it's just like an old pattern like the tampon up the the cardigan sleeve right right well even yeah. at work we have a little jar with tampons in it um that somebody like when i brought that up like i was like oh i'm gonna get like this little jar thing with tampons there were some people on staff that were like ew no it's like oh honey about half the world gets a period yeah um some of it happens here and if you're if if you're getting naked and somebody is rubbing you with some pressure guess what might happen Mm-hmm. guess what you might feel really comfortable seeing in the bathroom a tampon yeah now yeah. i didn't have pads because we just didn't have the space for it. So I did just do the tampons. Also, there is toilet paper as uh, yeah. a quick substitute for pads. Not a substitute. Bully. I, I trust that I know toilet paper does not equal a pad. However, for the sake of space in our bathroom, we only had room for one. And I was like, oh, we'll just do tampons because mm-hmm. here for an emergency if you need it. Um, yeah. The first time we did it, there was an employee who just kept stealing them. And I finally had it. I just gave them a box. Like, did you I, do you I put a box <laughs> for the employees only. Or I was like, okay, so the, yeah. the, the jar that's in the bathroom is for clients. Like, so that we'll refill it maybe once a week. Or I'll check on it every couple of weeks or something. Because it, it'll usually last. If somebody else is in that much need of one, here's an entire box for the staff yeah. that needs it in, in the cupboard in the yeah. uh, break room. Um, ladies just, you know, it, actually not just ladies, period people. folks, period peeps, um, help each other out and just know that you can always come to each other and like, Hey, do you have, uh, nothing, honestly, nothing brings me greater joy. And I feel sad now in my life that I don't read cause nothing truly I love, I don't know why I just realizing when someone asks me for a pad or a tampon and I have it and I can give it, oh, because I just like, you know, the hysteria, you know, the like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I'm bleeding. I love to be that just like little warm blanket of just like, oh, my God, I got you I'm here. I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm the I hero. You. Yeah. When I still had my period, um, I used to always carry two emergency mm-hmm. tampons my mm-hmm. my um policy was one for me one for you uh I just in that. case just in case and it happened before at work where we've had clients who have like oh my god do you have it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's in the bathroom that covered oh my god in my reusable days i had a whole i mean i had a whole like aisle in my bag because i had like a little <laughs> zipper pouch and i would have like i'd have three supers um, and you can understand because you understand the heavy yes. flows. I have three supers and then like two or three pads tucked in at yeah. all times. Still to this day with the reusables because they're portable, I, I bring at least two. 
with me just in case. and then I'm for sure using them with my things because I'm still like a little panicked I'm still mm-hmm. like it's not gonna stop it's stopping it's fine everything is healing but there's still that like gotta get over that gotta heal that time um but I, I still have that like let's just bring it all let's just literally bring everything in the kitchen sink with us just in case I realize how lucky I was that when I was getting it I never had to buy uh, oh. supers or plus I could I was okay with just no- normal like if I had a particularly heavy day it wasn't so heavy that a just a, a regular tampon maybe changed one extra time during the day it was still okay like I I still maintained with just the regular yeah this is um, so gross my <laughs> but I'm gonna say it because fuck it do it like those super pluses would like like they would fall out of me I'm not even kidding I'd be like oh I gotta go to the bathroom like the power of Christ compels you. It's um, it's she's strong. She's ain't no hole in her back. Aunt, that Aunt Flo. Sometimes she wants to be. She's she's loud. Sometimes she's she proud. sometimes she yells. Yeah. Sometimes she whispers. Sometimes. Sometimes she bellows. Yeah. Um. Okay. Number okay. nine, being overly and unhealthily competitive about ring sizes. So when I first read that, I thought they meant like who has bigger fingers. That's what I thought. I, I think what they mean, I, maybe ring sizes, is who has a bigger ring. Oh, like so a like diamond. A, like a bigger, blingier oh, okay. ring. Um, yeah. Because I can't imagine. I've never, I've never once heard anything about big Wait. fingers versus little fingers. I kind of, okay, never, I've never been insulted for, I think we both have like what people would consider like petite-ish fingers, but... Okay, actually, true talk. So when my boo proposed to me, mm-hmm. the ring was really big. Um, and we had to get it resized. And I remember him saying, like, oh, don't tell don't tell my, my grandma that you got the ring resized because I don't want her to feel bad. I mean, it was a much larger ring, but I was like, wait, but who, those are just her fingers. I don't understand what's happening. Um, and then um, – an old coworker, my old boss, when he um, when he was proposing, mm-hmm. he was getting a ring size, and she told him the ring size, what her ring size was. Like she was like not subtly dropping hints, um, like not subtle at all. Basically, like buy me a ring, um, and then she was saying she was like a four and a half. And I remember my other coworker, you know her, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we were just like, I was like. That is small because I think I'm a five and a half and I felt like that was like I thought I would be like a six or a seven and I was like that feels small five and a half like that's four and a half is tiny yeah. and then he got her the ring and it didn't fit her finger because she had a four and a half and I was like I that's didn't, a weird flex I've never heard of anybody flexing about their, I didn't realize like, fingy size. ring size was even a thing my ring finger is a seven yeah that seems like and well, truly, I don't care if it's big or small. It's my fucking finger. It's a fucking finger. Like I don't. I, know. I can't. There's literally nothing I can. I don't think that they make little finger corsets. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I can't like. I can't finger train my finger. Um, <laughs> it's the same like, as I can't make my feet any smaller or bigger. Like I oh wear a God. size nine. My, I have a size nine foot, size seven ring finger. I, I don't know what to do about it, y'all. Yeah. That's another thing, like ring sizes, shoe size. People used to be weird. I remember people were weird about shoe sizes. I mean, God, we get the fucking Cinderella story. 
Yeah, I really song toes and heels off. I've <laughs> I've always had big feet, um, but I don't think my feet are like I'm five six. That's not they super tall. Yeah. I'm like my feet look like they're about the right size for my body. I guess I've it's I guess my feet and my hands are two body parts I never focused on because they just are what they are. Yeah. Like you you can't diet. I guess you can diet your hand a little bit. But um you can't like diet away to a smaller shoe size. It's just that's just your shoe size, ma'am. Yeah. Oh, Gel- your feet will will do change sizes. Right, but I mean for the most part for the most, you're not going to go from like a nine to a five. You, you can't like die. You can't like, you know, eat more kale. Oh, sure. And yeah. get a smaller sh- foot size. Yeah. Like if you have big changes in like either, uh, I know like pregnancy mm-hmm. can change a woman's, uh, make the woman's foot wider or sometimes larger yeah. as well. Like you have to go up a size or two and it doesn't always go back to normal, but uh-huh. you know, it's, uh, it's, normally not a size you can change yeah um and then if it's competitive about ring size like the size of the bling i mean you can fake anything so what difference does it make yeah just pick something like if it's something you love or something the person that loves you loved for you like that's what counts yeah oh wow there's a little visitor down here a little baby. Okay, sorry. That's a, that's my kitty cat, and I'm oh, trying. I want to touch him, but I don't want him to come up here, and mm-hmm. I don't want to get too much attention, too much of his attention, and have him destroy something. Yeah. Um. Or accidentally end this Zoom call. Okay. <clears throat> Number ten. Probably the culture around eating. When I was mm-hmm. seventeen, eighteen, a few friends kept saying how much more attractive I'd be if I lost weight. Those are not your friends. How no. that's why most guys weren't into me. How I'd regret not being skinny in college, etc. My BMI was slightly under 25. So I wasn't overweight. But I was close to it, especially compared to them. So basically, I became anorexic from 18 to 20 just because the feedback was like a high. I recovered, but not enough to make my mom and others happy, even though my BMI was 22 to 23. This continued for years between friends and family, and it was exhausting cycling between being too skinny or not average enough. Mm. Ooh, not average enough. That is a oh. deep read. Average, uh, when it comes to weight, is just a motherfucker. Um, because women are just going to get it. Well, people are just going to, because men not exempt, maybe not right. traditionally as focused on as women, but mm-hmm. absolutely don't escape the, the weight conversation and the size yeah. shaming, of course. Um, but since we're talking about toxic femininity, we'll focus on, on, um, on our Ladies. experiences and what we've seen and heard. There is no right size because y- too big there's a comment too small there's a comment curvy curvy there's a comment. yeah not curvy athletic there's a comment. straight up and down pear shaped trapezoid shaped rectangular whatever shape yeah you're comparing yourself to someone else who is also comparing themselves to someone else like there is no perfect shape you're not going to ever make every single person happy so just focus on yourself yeah be healthy for whatever healthy is for you 
Yeah. And it is a, my therapist recommended a, a podcast um, to me and the, the super, I mean, everything, I mean, like trauma and then experience, they all have, they all have differing degrees, right? And say, I would say same with like how certain things affect us, especially in like the patriarchy, how the patriarchy affects each person differently Mm -hmm. and in differing degrees but the thing that makes me so sad about like appearance and weight and just this concept of beauty and this like super hyper like western european ideal like english whatever like no one is exempt Mm -hmm. like it sucks like no one is there's differing degrees and there's differing um cruelty and all of that and everyone's had differing um experiences with it but like everyone every woman that i've ever met every cisgendered woman that i've ever met has told me that it that they don't like a certain thing about them mm-hmm. or they don't like how mm-hmm. their body is or they felt shame about this or they felt shame about that and like i know like when you're looking at them and you're hearing them say that and you're just like wait oh my god but you're so lovely but then you think about all the times that you have told yourself those very things and you're like oh fuck right um right. and and one of the hard part what I'm, go- I'm rambling, but one of the things that um, struck me and the reason that she recommended was this podcast. They were it was two two women talking about it, and they were they were saying like, "Oh yeah, well just like just like love your body." And they both were like, "What the fuck is even that though? Like, how am I just supposed to do that right. when you literally have all of these external things telling you that there's something wrong? Well, like you're too muscular, or you're not muscular enough, or." Or you're, you know, you're this size or you're that size. Or you're too short or you're too tall or you're not petite. Enough. And it's like, fuck. Um, so like, how do I do that? What do I make sense of that? Like, how do I like navigate mm-hmm. that? And so that even too of like that struggle of like, okay, well, I want to do that. How does one do that? That's what I feel like. Right. How do you do that? How do you not look in the mirror and just tear it? Yeah. When that's what we've witnessed everyone else, everyone that's come before us do to themselves. Well, and it's what we're taught to do. Exactly. You're also yeah. not, uh, I mean, I guess, and it's different, different cultures, different, everybody's different. But what I heard a lot was um, you have to find something wrong with your, like, it's almost like you have to find something wrong with yourself. Mm. Um, like, I don't know. Like it's the, the feedback was that, that, that there's always something wrong with you. Yeah. Like there's something just find Find yeah. that one thing to focus on um, that nobody else is ever going to notice. Just you. Cause the inside of your own head is a hellscape sometimes. Yeah. Um, like some of the things that I used to worry about, not a single other human ever noticed. And I don't just mean like, a man I was attracted to or somebody I dated. It, nobody. Yeah. Like if I brought up something to someone that I would be like, oh, I used to hyper-focus on this. What? Never noticed yeah. that about you. Never. I wouldn't have noticed it if you hadn't pointed it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've definitely had some things that people have pointed out to me 
And I really stuck with, obviously, I can remember. Mm. I remember Antoine mm-hmm. Evans in my algebra class telling me I had a mustache. And I did, absolutely. And I still do have a mustache. I cared a lot at the time. I don't give a fuck anymore. I mean, I'll, like, get rid of it because I just like how that looks for me. But right. I used to, like, if you could see a hair on my upper lip, mm-hmm. I would have panicked. And now I'm just like, eh. Whatever. Sometimes I, I'm like, mm, maybe let's, <laughs> let's care a little bit. Um, but <laughs> also... Whatever. It is what it is. And people don't I'm not being like discarded right. or like right. Throat like turned away from places because I have some hair on my upper lip. And then um remember my palms? I do remember. I didn't want to bring do, it up. I do have there okay. So there could be there are people that have like the condition of like certain skin on their mm-hmm. palms. I do have oh my God, people that know me, don't hyper focus on my palms the next time I see you, please. Um but like, I do have thinner skin. I also just kind of have that type of skin where my skin, um, not uh, figuratively, literally is th- on the thinner side. <laughs> um, so it's kind of looser on my palms. And so they're kind of wrinkly. They kind of are. That fucked me up for a while. Um, but now I'm just like, well, whatever. I mean, I still sometimes in picture will like, put my, put my palm, my but palm, my palm. you're also like, a musician. Uh, true. So it, I mean, it might just be like the perfect storm. For your hands that yes you Probably. do happen to have the kind of skin that might show that you know like the that mm-hmm. hey could you not chew on my laptop thank you my son so don't tasty. chew on a laptop sorry it's a thing um sorry oh he's uh, okay he's fine he saw a, a bug or something he's focused on okay <clears throat> that perhaps it's a combination of you having thinner skin on mm-hmm. on the palms or on the hands and that you use your hands more in a certain way so almost like the repetitive motion of somebody who smiles a lot you'll get the smile yeah. like the smile or frown frown lines will be more prominent uh, than somebody who isn't as expressive with their face oh yeah um, oh probably for sure yeah oh their little baby has entered the chat Oh, no, he heard you, and now he's going the other way. <gasps> Goodbye. He's like, here's my tail. He's, oh, he's sitting just off camera. He's just being a, a fart. Precious okay. angel baby. There you go. Be careful. Make good choices. Um, so the other day, I was having dinner with a friend, and I did something. I reached for something, and she mentioned that um, I have really long, slender fingers. Oh, uh-huh, you do. And I don't think I do because, uh, <laughs> okay, here's my trauma. There is oh. nothing long and slender about me. Not a single long and slender thing that I would identify okay. in myself. Slender, graceful, not adjectives I normally uh, attach to any any part of me. And I went, Oh, really? And like whatever movement I made, she was like, yeah, even like, she was like the length between here and here. I think she was talking about like the length between like here uh and here. She's like, that's really ideal. And I was like, yeah. Oh, and I instantly put my hands on my lap under the table to like, (gasps) oh, please don't look at my fingers. Don't look at my things. (laughs) Look at my, don't, please don't look at my phalanges. Don't Um, analyze me. And my mom used to tell me that. Like my mom used to say that I had really graceful looking hands. And again, I don't think of myself as graceful. I am not a klutz, but I am not physically, like, uh, I don't know. Like, I am not physically 
gifted. Like I'm not a, I, I don't have, I'm not athletic, I'm not you a dancer. You know what's funny so. about that though is I would describe the way that you carry yourself as graceful. I would. No, I, I saw the look, no, a look no. of absolute panic. Oh no, it was the kitten. Cat, okay. It was kitten. It was kitten. Perfect timing. But also, also you, yes. No, I, um, I think I'm very careful Mm, about how I carry myself because I don't want to fall or like be embarrassed in that way. Yeah. So I think what it, what I've cultivated is this fake, um, this facade of, I wouldn't call it grace, but this facade of like unflappability. Yeah. Stoic. That it seems like I'm very together and I'm very like, Oh, she got this. She's like, totally. And underneath, may I tell you, just it's the SpongeBob uh, gif where they're just screaming and running around in circles. Oh, uh huh. Within me. That, that is what yeah. I am made of. I am just made of millions and millions of like particles of that, of sheer panic. But it's just a nice um, a ca- a Cadbury candy egg okay. shell. Very thin. Anything yeah. could break it at any moment, you guys. <laughs> no, but I, I think that I, because I don't want to be embarrassed that I, mm-hmm. and I just, I tend to be more slow and more, a little more careful about the way I move. Yeah. Um, that it might come off that way, but truly, no, not, she's not graceful. I guess she, I guess she does have fingers that people have described. I, I will never show my hands in public again because I can't, <laughs> you know, please don't ever look at either of our hands ever again. Um, stop chewing on the laptop. Hold on, hold on. I have to edit this out later. Oh, monster. Hi, little monster boy. What are you doing? You see him? You want to, I want everything. Okay, just, That's not my mood right now. I'm going to climb out of here. See ya. Goodbye. I'm just, I I try to, like, if I make it too annoying, he'll just, he doesn't want to be here. He's out. He's yeah. Out. I got to go, guys. He's down there. Okay. Um, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Never, never look yeah. at our hands again. Because this is what happens. Yeah. But this is, I think this is what happens more. I guess I wouldn't have believed it either. When I was younger, I wouldn't have believed that somebody that I saw as having an ideal body uh-huh. or ideal looks would ever doubt they were anything other than ideal. Yeah. And it's it's hard as you get older, I think <laughs> you realize that, that that it is true that everybody yep. everybody holds himself up against another ideal. Oh yeah. So and especially with like women this conditioning cuz what I saw was I give credit to my mom, she tried not to send that messaging to us mm-hmm. sort of, not directly. But wow, did we witness a lot of that indirectly? And so, of course, that's your that's who you're modeling it after. I mean, right. the things she would say about herself to herself, I can only imagine what she was saying inside of her head, and probably still does. Um, ooh, and then the critiques of other people, like she wouldn't critique us, but then we'd see her critiquing other people out in the wild and being like, really, and be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So that was that messaging of like, oh, people judge you when you want they're gonna judge every little thing about you and that makes that like oh god oh god oh god panic 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 um and then of course all the societal messaging and all that yeah just a garbage dump Uh, my mom did critique me never Mm. in a way 
that she intended to be mean. Like it wasn't mean spirited. She was trying to protect me. But if she saw something that she, you know, was on the fence about or like didn't think looked ideal or like wasn't flattering, she would tell me in the hopes that like, well, it's better that I tell you here Ah. than somebody else think about you or like, you know, whatever. Um, And also some of it was just, you know, the generational thing where like, she hated everything I wore for a while and I hated anything she liked. I instantly didn't like it, you know, just that rebellious, yeah. like teen angst of it all. But she meant it in a way that she was trying to protect me mm-hmm. from it. And ooh, I think what ended up happening is I just sharpened the critical eye on myself right like I was um like everybody else I was my own like my own worst critic but I think I really hyper focused on and it was because I was I was I was bigger and so I put so much emphasis on my size but also it was um a product of the times too so this would have been you know teen years would have been like in the 90s um oh god yeah like what was I? 89 to 97. So oh, yeah, a solid nineties um, of being a teen that this was the era of like heroin chic. Kate Moss. Yeah. Kate Moss was ideal. And before that it was like supermodels. Yeah. So <laughs> it's never, it's never been easy for anybody. I get it. No. But finding clothes that, you if you are of an average size even if you're not ideal if you are of an average size finding clothing that fits you yeah is a given to you like you can walk into any store and something will fit you yeah wasn't the case for me yeah and I wasn't even that big yeah like um I think at some point I got heavier than what I am now but even still it was like oh it wasn't like that outrageous like Stuff should fit me. <laughs> yeah. And that's still, like, even as, an, even as an adult, that's not always the case. Like, I've learned to just, you know, seek out what I know is going to fit me. Yeah. But, or, you know, I know of places now because there are just more choices online and, you know, other, a lot of brands trying to be inclusive, like, you know, size inclusive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 1992. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Not happening. The dawn no. of Delia's and the limited and there was and yeah nothing in Adelia's catalog that would fit me. I mean, maybe a blanket. Yeah, maybe I could cut a, a hole in it, and make it a poncho. <laughs> and girl, not even a hat. I had a big old head. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, yeah. I don't know that I would have believed that who I saw as having a perfect body mm. didn't believe they had a perfect body. Yeah. So um, I I think maybe that message is is a little clearer now that i i've i've at least seen the attempt to make body positivity and size inclusivity a reality yeah um i mean you still see a lot of people being dicks but i don't think that's ever going to change but at least there are options and there are examples of not just plus size, but anything that's other. Of right. Like, I just was at Target 
and in their lingerie department, their big, big displays, uh, in-store displays, are including older women. Yeah. Uh, different shapes, very little, if any, retouching. So like texture on skin, cellulite, rolls, like all these things that are like, oh my God, that, that, that like me, yeah. it me. Yeah. Uh, which would have been great. And I think like, oh my gosh, I can only imagine being 16, walking around and seeing someone who looked like me. Yeah. And just being like, oh, okay. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. That's good. I'll, I'll fit yeah. into something here. Like I'll, I, I can be, I'm represented in this, in this big old mess. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Oh my God, tangent. See, I knew that some of them were going to get us, get us on a roll. Okay. Number 11. Double standards in dating. I hear this a lot personally with my mother, but if her boyfriend goes somewhere without telling her, she freaks out and throws a tantrum. Yes, literally. Yet, if he asks anything about her, uh, then he's being a douche trying to control her and cheating. Hmm. So, I don't know, because I've never really dealt with anybody who's super jealous that I've been dating, and I don't think I'm super jealous um so but i do kind of see how in it's gonna sound so stupid in the whole meme culture mm -hmm. how there are like there does seem to be more stereotypically the woman gets to look through the like a girlfriend gets to look through a boyfriend's phone yeah but if the boyfriend were to ask for the same thing, then it's like, oh, no, no, no. That's a woman thing. Only women yeah. can do it. And that's like, okay, well, that's not a great message. Women don't need to be like that. Not every woman no. is like that. And yeah. invading your privacy, really, like, no one should be doing. Yeah, also, like, you know, trust is cool. Trust is trust is kind of the best. Everybody's doing it, guys. Trust Everyone's is cool. doing it. Trust us. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. Um, trust is cool. Yeah, I mean, I kind of see this i yeah I, I don't have tons of irl yeah with this one so okay number 12 women who think other women who enjoy cooking child rearing and homemaking are perpetuating stereotyped gender roles enforced by the patriarchy tearing oh, i know people like this tearing other women down because what they enjoy doesn't fit into the tiny box of what your version of feminism should be is toxic femininity to the max it's true oh y'all yes this is a problem these are okay this is ooh, i know someone that does this who oof. um oh well i'll talk mm, i want to share it but i can't share it okay i'll share it with different ooh, no because they might listen so i'm not gonna do it okay we'll talk later we'll talk later but yeah, you tell me um later. yeah that really makes me angry because um you they're perpetuating the patriarchy by right. diminishing these things that yes should they be should anyone be able to be excited or be into them or be and it's too, like when i think about cooking that makes me really angry like a lot of other things but <laughs> like back in the day who used to be paid to be the main chef or the main mm -hmm. men men are still like praised for right. their chefery um 
but yet somehow when it's in a household and you're feeding a family, you're, it's like, A, we're not going to pay you. B, like just do the thing. Um, makes me upset. But also cooking is lovely. Cooking is wonderful. Um, anyone should be able to enjoy that and embrace that. I right. I feel that a little personally um, myself. Like when I'm doing something that's like a little hyper domestic, I will feel this thing of like, oh my God. And I'll question myself like, why am I doing this right now? Am I doing this because I feel like I should do it and I need to do this? Or am I doing it because I want to do it? Honestly, y'all, I fucking love cute things. I love to bake. I love those things. I'm into it. I like it. I like to wear. I'm like a Catherine Hepburn. Oh, I wish. But like I want to wear a pair of slacks and I want to bake some muffins. That's what I want to do. Like that is my life. Um, But like cleaning especially because I Mm -hmm. like certain things. I just, I also do have OCD. But kit cleaning isn't usually, but sometimes it's triggered. Um, I just sometimes like there's nothing that satisfies me more than a clean counter oh god a clean a freshly clean counter is lovely and I do I will sometimes be like do I think this is my like when we divvy up the chores or like if I find myself picking up things I sometimes wonder like am I feeling like I'm I'm responsible for keeping it tidy or do I just really want to do it so it's like I have to find this balance and I think that that's just that conditioning and that messaging because really when I break it down we split our Mm-hmm. things pretty it's pretty egalitarian like it really is which is great and I love it that way we just have a different skills different sets different talents right. perhaps influenced by the patriarchy I don't know yes definitely of course well, we some are. things we all are. too just biologically it, it it's it's um <laughs> estrogen mm-hmm can uh because this is something Dr. Boyfriend has been talking to me about for years because it's something that he had some of the research that he has done that um, estrogen does uh, increase the um, oh my gosh what is it I have to get this right sorry oh god I'm gonna get it wrong I'm so sorry Dr. Boyfriend that estrogen can enhance the things that like lead to trauma because Mm. estrogen there's kind of like a stereotype that men look at the big picture, a big general picture and women focus on details. And some of that is estrogen versus testosterone. Mm. That testosterone has you focus on a larger general picture and estrogen focuses in on details. So Dr. Boyfriend does, has done some work in the past with um, trans women Uh and that they are very susceptible to trauma because uh, trauma and abuse that they have endured as they've been growing up because, you know, being uh, rejected by family and friends because they made the decision to transition or because of, you know, what's seen as like an, you know, like a lifestyle they've chosen, Uh you know, because we, of course, everybody's going to choose to be traumatized and ostracized. Great. Yeah, obviously. Um, So that when they start to get uh, hormone uh, treatment as part of a transition, they're given estrogen. Uh So So you are giving a a hormone that can lead to enhanced trauma to somebody who has experienced intense trauma through a genetically male body or through Uh a body that, you know, has more testosterone. So when you introduce estrogen, all of a sudden things that they had not, details that they had not focused on 
suddenly sharpen <laughs> and come into like sharpen the view. Yeah. And are now focused on like that, you know, that oh god, all that to say that being a cisgendered woman, actually being cisgendered women, you and I, we may just focus in on details like crumpled piece of paper on the floor something like a sock or laundry on the ground that men the rest of the room is pretty clean so they're not going to focus on those little details but all all my popcorn brain can see is like smudge on the wall kleenex on the countertop sock in the hallway gotta pick it up gotta pick it up i don't i don't i don't ascribe any of that to oh this is me you know the patriarchy get me down i gotta clean up this but i know i want a clean space around me i want more order around me i feel more at ease the more orderly something is around me makes me feel so i my brain feels clear that's why i make the bed every single day i cannot focus on unclean with an unmade bed even if it's not hospital corners as long as it's smooth even if it's just an illusion of a made bed where it's not, every, yeah. not everything's tucked in, but is that top cover nice and smooth, covering up anything, not, no crazy lumps and bumps, and, you know, put the pillows back kind of more or less where they belong. I, I just walk into my own space, see a made bed, and feel just a little better, feel a little calmer, a yeah. little more orderly, more kind of <laughs> able to go to a Zen place. Than if I were to walk in and see an unmade bed, and I know that that's going to make me like, oh, I'm going to make this bed. My life won't be right until I make this bed. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's I, I can relate to that. My my soul wants that. My ADHD, my heart wants that for me. My ADHD does not allow her to happen. <laughs> I think about it. I constantly think about why haven't I made the bed? Why haven't I folded the clothes? Why haven't I done these things? But it, she just the the uh the adhd little lens of tiktok is yeah. is a, such a safe place for me but um yes I, I to go back to that point of the details is that is something that i really like living with my boo like that i used to witness i used to witness in a very like growing up i used to witness the behaviors with my mom and my dad as a it was a very like spiteful mm. thing where they didn't like celebrate each other's strengths Mm-hmm. and divvy things up um it was a really like sort of it was like i'm air quoting like egalitate they what they were projecting to the world was like it's equal but really it was pretty traditional roles right. um in an unhealthy unbalanced kind of way um and a lot of like resentment and anger mm. and through like thankfully i do not feel like we have this kind of relationship i feel like i would probably have brought it up in therapy had if we did have that she'd have gotten that out of me um but like honestly i i did have to just kind of realize like oh he just doesn't see that he really doesn't see that and so now we have this kind of like system where like he'll make the coffee every night because this is like a uh, this is an adhd podcast but sometimes certain mundane things that I have to do over and over like they literally make me feel like my skin is gonna like my skin is crawling like I just like oh. so he started making the coffee every night which I love it's so sweet it started off when I told him that like once and then he got in the habit of it and he makes it every night but then in the morning I make it 
And then I wipe down the counters and the areas that he missed when he was making the coffee. Right. And it's like right. this perfect system. It's like it never happened. He made it. And then I'm like wiping ice. Like while the coffee is brewing, I'll usually then take the time to like completely do like a deep clean right, of right. the um the counter. And it's like, and I used to think like, oh my God, ugh, I truly just, it truly feels like it just, it literally is not in his plane of existence yeah he truly can't he yeah. just doesn't see it that's not the thing he focuses on um and it's not intentional it just honestly just feels mm-hmm. very much just like nature and i think that conflict comes from not having those conversations yeah. and assuming he didn't pick up or he didn't wipe down the counter obviously he hates me Ooh, that's the four agreements we could talk yeah. about that at some point yeah. that is a fucking great book and it changed my life with people. Um, yeah. That's interesting. I don't okay. even know. What was the number? That was 12. Okay. Okay. So here's 13. Being told I'm not a real woman because I don't want kids. I was told this by a woman. Oh, God. Okay. So. No. Here's, here's mine. Here's the one when I saw it. I was like, oh, I'm talking about this. So I was not told I wasn't a real woman. I was at a wedding with Dr. Oh, Boyfriend. Uh-huh. You remember this? So this is one of his best friend's family members at a wedding. So we were uh, sitting with some of the family, some of uh, the bride's family. And there was a woman and uh, a man, like an aunt and uncle. And uh, I believe she was possibly a second wife and they did not have kids. Like he had kids from a previous marriage, but they had not had children together and she had never had children. Um, And she was a little wine drunk. Okay, so she was sure. a little tipsy. And so she introduced herself. We said, hello. We were kind of chit-chatting. I think it was maybe before or during dinner or something. And she asked me if I had children. And I said, no. And then <laughs> she said, like, oh, it's okay. Um, you know, there's time. And I was like, oh, no. Look, I'm, you know, I'm, that's, that's not something I'm planning on doing that, you know. No, no. Or so, however I said it, but I kind of made it clear like, oh, no, not that I, I, I don't have children yet. I don't have children. Yeah. End of end of sentence. And she said like, oh, well, that's OK. You know, you don't have to have children to be a real woman. Like you can still be a complete person, a complete woman, not ever having children. And I understood she was a sweet woman who yeah. had not had children. And I think. It just was a, a real poor delivery, a poor wine-soaked yeah. delivery. Oh, I'm pretty we, sure she was saying that sentence so she could hear it herself. Yes, I think reaffirm. that it was something <laughs> she had probably been told, you're not a real woman because you didn't have children. Oh, and she was doubt. simply trying to get across that I've been in your shoes and I've mm-hmm. heard this. Don't believe this kind of bullshit. Yeah. You go, girl, with not having children. It's just her um, her level of intoxication it, it didn't go smoothly, but I yeah. knew it, I knew the spirit in which it was said. And so yes. I kind of smile and I said, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And I looked over at Dr. Boyfriend sitting across from me and he was kind of like, so sorry. <laughs> and I was like, it's fine. it's fine. Just the mouthing like, it's fine. So it's fine. It's fine. I was like, it's kind of a, it's kind of a dig against you, too, because you're my boyfriend. Um, yeah. And you're the one supposed to be putting a baby all up in me. And well. you're not. Um. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I don't want children. We had this discussion when we first started dating again. It was mutual. Well, he was open to it. Not that he wanted to, 
but he was open to the possibility if it was something I wanted. And I said, oh, yeah. thank you, but no. This discussion yeah. has been done, been had by me and Mother Nature. We're all done. We're all good here. We, we're we, all good. We here. never wanted, we never ordered that entree. So we're, yeah. we're okay. <laughs> we're in act three. Yes. And I'm sure as somebody who Why has... Why did I make three acts? I meant two. <laughs> I meant the second. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm sure as somebody who has recently been married, that's a question you're probably sick of everybody <sighs> feeling like they have the right to ask you. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're being a little quiet about any and anything we're doing because I also had that like see this is the other thing like this isn't a how not to be shitty to um people episode podcast but um you know things happen and bodies are made differently sometimes uteruses are made differently and sometimes there are like complications or complications in a life or just things reasons why people um Mm -hmm. that might be kind of heavy so like, I don't know, just I would say file baby stuff. If you don't know, if you're not certain, just under like, it's none of your damn business. Until and, like, yeah, until that, topic. yeah, until that person announces something. Just, you know, it's just, just kind of leave it. Just leave even it. if leave you think they might be pregnant, don't, don't say anything. Don't yeah I know and I feel that way too it's like I feel like I always have to be like I'm not pregnant I had that dream that I was pregnant with um Muppet Baby Fozzie Bear and I had to preface I did a story Instagram story about it that was like not pregnant I'm not I'm not pregnant um this is not a comment on my state of pregnancy or not pregnancy it's simply a dream I had that must be shared I had it I had a dream he was walking around in there it was like a black and white he was like full-on Fozzie Bear it up kit and caboodle um yeah i i know that, that's a weird one i mean i think one advantage that both um my boot and i have with our families is we've kind of set some i mean because there was a lot of like will they won't they mm-hmm. marry not marry kind of deal anyway and we kind of set some boundaries pretty hard early so i think and we're we're doing better about keeping our boundaries I think with some of the personal stuff where we don't feel like we have to tell our families everything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we're getting less prompts from um and less like inquiries right um his grandmother just says that they're gonna have all the allergies in the world (laughs) she's worried about that she's very worried if we do ever have a child she's worried that and I mean they might be like bubble boy I don't know it'll come out Um, come into this world sneezing just sneezing and itching <laughs> with an inhaler <laughs> i mean and again it's people that mean well they're not they trying well. to make they're not yes. consciously trying to make a statement about your status as a woman or how feminine you are or aren't it's just yeah. a question that people have kind of just well if they've been conditioned to ask yeah. somebody just gets married when are you having kids yeah. Because maybe never. Maybe I someday. Also be like, we're making an album, though. Yeah. You want to buy that <laughs> Making album? another album. Want to buy that? Wanna I buy? think that's the other thing, too, is it's like there certain things happen where it's like all of a sudden you don't become a person anymore, a full-fledged person. You are just this stereotype. You're this trope. And right. you're like, 
okay, but what about like, I don't know, I read a really cool book the other day or the other day. I read a really, I finished a really cool book the other day. Let's talk about that. Let's like talk about some things that make me a whole well-rounded person and not just whether or not I am going to procreate. Right. That's as my right. womanly duty um, to this earth. We got a lot, there's a lot of babies already here, y'all. There's a lot of babies. Okay. A lot. Okay, go ahead. We're, we're here. We're at the finish line. Okay. Women shaming women for not wearing makeup. Oh. Oh, yeah. I feel like that is a bit of an older generational thing. I feel like it's kind of going away, but I definitely, um, I definitely have, I've never done it because the makeup was like a, a later thing mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used to get that. My sister used to do that to me because she was really into makeup and I right. was like a really, I was very confused about like what femininity and like a girl and womanhood meant right. to me. Right. And so I kind of like shied away in like a panicked way. Now I enjoy it. I enjoy uh-huh. it moderately. Um, but I I haven't witnessed. I've had some friends. Um, my friend that you know as well. Um, she has some friends that like are like, oh, my God, let me do your eyebrows. Let me do this. Let's just mm. wear a little bit of that. And she's like, no, pass. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. She's very like Earth Mother. Right. Vibes. Right. Um, and I love it. I grew up sitting on the edge of the bathtub or on the toilet watching not using the toilet just sitting on it watching my mom do her makeup like in the morning like for work or for going out like if they were going out or something Mm -hmm. and it's why I love watching makeup videos makeup tutorials Um, mm -hmm. not because I even necessarily want to do that kind of because I I don't wear tons of makeup because I'm I'm only good at doing the makeup I wear. Yeah. Like the makeup I... You never do a dramatic eye. I don't do a dramatic like eye. I have no lid, no low lid space. If I close my eyes, there's little lid space is fine. And then as soon as I open my eye, essentially my entire eyelid mm. disappears. So what's the goddamn point? Yeah. Um, also, greasy eyelids. It's not going to stay. Me no matter. too. I there's not enough them. primer and setting powder in the world to keep anything on my eyes for more than about ninety minutes. Eyelids too. Yeah. I thought I was the only one. No, I mean, no. not the only one in existence, but the only person I knew that had them. No, sisters in Greece, right here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> grease lightning. Grease, grease lightning lids. Um, but I love watching people do really dramatic makeup mm-hmm. that I'll never do I'll never attempt but I just love I mean honestly same yeah I love it I I, I love okay I've watched so much Trixie Mattel that I in my mind think that her makeup looks natural oh my god yeah and I, I, I realized <laughs> that I was like oh okay my view of makeup is just a teensy weensy bit warped <laughs> where the, the dial is now stuck on 11 yeah. And I think that that's the norm. But I will never do that much makeup because my face, I don't like my face with that much stuff on yeah. it. I don't, it sounds really strange how some faces just can't take on a lot of makeup. And I not just women, totally but just some faces. Get that. Yeah. Can't, you can't have too much on a face because it, it starts to like, no. Um, and some faces do take on makeup really well and can yeah. do really dramatic dramatic makeup and it looks fierce yeah oh i'm not one of them and that's fine i just like watching those that can it's fine mm-hmm. yeah and i don't th- i mean i'm watching drag queens 
so is it feminine is it not like it doesn't even matter i just think it's like oh my god that's beautiful i love that i want yeah that. i want that i want to wear that much eyeliner one day <laughs> one day one day all eyeliner yeah. i think i i also have a face too where i feel like i just you can tell when i've gone too far <laughs> and it never we are fan of the opera past the point of no return and it's just not good. And I also feel like, I mean, it's probably also partly like I'm still learning the primers and things to like help it stay. But my face also just doesn't like to hold on to it. Yeah. I feel like I just makeup doesn't like I've known some people and it's probably application and skill as well, but it just, it just fits their face. Like it just, mm -hmm. so like mm -hmm. I have, I have, transferred my focus recently to skincare um knowing that i am not gonna be like a full like full face i'm not gonna be walking out in full face right let's right let's let's try to keep let's try to cling to this this uh this this uh collagen for as long <laughs> as we can um we my mom used to yell at me for wearing too much makeup and it was always eye dramatic oh, eye okay and not like um crazy colors but i it was like black. It was too much black around my eyes. I was basically okay. a panda. Yeah. So I went with <laughs> eyeliner. And then for a hot minute, I used to do, like, I used to mix black and like a cobalt blue eyeshadow mm -hmm. and just put it this. on the lower lid and around my eye. And so when I opened my eye, the upper lid, like the, my lower lid completely vanishes if I open my eye. But I just had this weird robert smith kind of thing going and again me expressing my makeup skills copying a man in makeup oh uh-huh yep i'm seeing a pattern i'm seeing yeah. it okay okay well that's why dramatic eyes were it for me <laughs> um but i have heard oh like you said people i know who are older mm -hmm. who have made comments like, you know, why don't you wear more makeup? Not to me, but I've heard them making comments to women who are not wearing makeup or don't yeah. wear a, a lot. Why Why don't you? Yeah. Why don't you just make a little effort, put a little makeup on your face? Oh. It's like, go fuck yeah. yourself. Make a little yeah. effort to go fuck yourself. Yep. Um, and let people wear however much they do or however little they do want to be. wear on their face. Just let them. Just don't worry about it. Let them exist. Yeah. Don't you do you. That. Why don't you go put more makeup on if you want more makeup in your life? Why don't you just make up a whole new face for yourself? Yeah. <laughs> go on and get. No. I just, yeah. Yeah. Stop. Just stop. Um, you know, we are nothing if not long-winded. Um, yes. We don't promise you quality all the time. <laughs> Sometimes we deliver quantity. Um, and we'll segue, we'll so segue. on that note, um, you can find our quality and quantity content um, all over the social media at The Bottom Bible. Everywhere. It's us or it's some weird religious podcast. You should be able to t differentiate the two. Don't worry. We'll make it really easy. Um, it's The Bottom Bible here, there, everywhere. Uh, we do Katie creates Instagram magic every week for every episode. Um so go find us on Instagram. It's the bottom Bible. Uh, share your anything, basically anything but your dick. Share your anything. 
anything but your dick. We really, we, we're good. We're all full, full up on the dick. So we're good. Full, well, full of the dicks over here. Full of the dicks. So don't, don't, don't you worry about us. Uh, share your stories. Share your embarrassing senior portraits. Tag us. Um, oh, I don't know what else the kids are doing. I'm not sure. Stitch um, it. Stitch it. Bitch it. Um, stitch it, bitch it. As stitch it and bitch it. I don't know. There's other words that rhyme, but I don't know them anymore. I don't um, know her. It's very late. We are very tired. And um, we will These positively facts facts. we will positively see you next week. Um, same bottom channel, same bottom time. I don't know. Bang, bang, boom. All right, y'all. <laughs> what do you want? Okay. It's, it's been a long day. <laughs> that was me trying to sing toxic oh god it's been a long day okay <laughs> i'm worried about you girl hashtag free britney free bit free britney free britney free britney free britney and britney at the same time why don't you all of the above hashtag all the above okay later later bye bye, bye y'all to tell me what you want from me i, I really need